Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold of Finos, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I talk with Aitana Mayo, also of Finos, about some key initiatives and key projects and SIGs that we're working on this year, and the value that they can bring to different segments of our Finos ecosystem. So, with that, sit back, welcome in, and let's cue the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, Head of Marketing for Finos, and today my guest is Aitana Mile. Uh, Finos, um, Aitana, say hi. Hi, Grizz. Thank you for having me today. Very excited yeah. to be here. <laughs> I am excited for you to be here, too. As uh, people who listen to this podcast regularly while they're working out know that uh, usually it's just this person in a box that is speaking to them from their phone. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to have to show people that I have friends or at least colleagues. It's good to, <laughs> good to see you and good to talk to you. Thank you, Grizz. So good to be here. Um, so my cats just left the room. Uh, so so now we can really talk. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you today about um, uh, some of the work that, that we've been doing internally and that we're really starting to share with um, with our members, with our community, with our Finos ecosystem. And um, so I, I wanted to highlight a couple of these things with you. And so um, let's talk about um, uh, projects and speci specifically some projects that are kind of key initiatives for us this year and strategic initiatives for Finos. So um, can you explain in a way that uh, somebody who's not involved with these projects we're going to talk about, and maybe outside of the Finos ecosystem, um, what these key projects are and, um, and a little bit about them. Yeah, sure. So, so t taking a step back uh, to, you know, for, for those who are outside of the Finos ecosystem as a, as a whole, um, Finos is an open source community. We are part of the Linux Foundation, and uh, you can think of us as the financial services vertical within the umbrella of the Linux Foundation. And we are a community of developers, subject matter experts, business analysts from across the financial services industry. Um, our community is primarily, I mean, the members of our community are primarily from financial services, but we also have some um, guests from some from time to time from other industries, um, which is really exciting. And um, our community gets together at Finos to develop code. Uh, we are currently hosting almost 50 open source software and standards projects. And we also host special interest groups, which are venues where the community gets together to discuss use cases or challenges or pain points that they would like to then um, tackle through open source projects. Um, so our special interest groups do not host or develop code. Uh, that is what our, our projects do. And, and now going back to your question, uh, we have seen uh, really an, a phenomenal growth over 2021 uh, 
across the team, our membership, our projects. So we welcomed 18 new members um, and almost, yay, <laughs> and almost a new project every month, uh, which was amazing. So in 2022, we've grouped some of our projects and activities under uh, this concept of strategic initiatives. So so that we can you know best manage manage them and and best deliver against um the finos goals and and also to provide the highest uh value to our community so so this year we're focusing on three initiatives that are open rec tech which aims to uh, bring open source to regulatory compliance and financial regulation open source readiness, which um, has a goal of accelerating the, the journey of financial services organizations to open source readiness. And the third one is um, around desktop interoperability. And as part of this initiative, we're uh, focusing on nurturing and growing the desktop interop ecosystem that has flourished around the FTC3 uh, standard, the FTC3 project that we host at Finos. Cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I want to maybe now that we've explained it, I do want to say, too, that uh, in the show notes, we will have links to not only the Finos landscape, but we'll have um, links to all the um, open reg tech, um, uh, FTC3 and uh, OSR links as well. So um, so you won't get lost as you're going through this. Um, but let's let, let's kind of talk about um, the Finos ecosystem and then the value of some of these projects and SIGs uh, to to members of the Finos ecosystem. And and you know part of the Finos ecosystem and, and we may not touch on each each one of them and the value to them, but um uh, you know we have we have sell side firms, we have buy side firms, we have um, uh, cloud service providers, we have big tech companies, uh, we have fintechs, regtechs that we're looking at, and and as well as regulators. Um, so so let's let's look at open regtech, um, and and maybe if we can start with um, with looking at the value of open regtech for banks first right yeah so so again open reg tech the, the goal is to bring open source to regulatory compliance um especially for for banks and what we're seeing is that i mean and what our members and, and bank members are telling us is that regulatory compliance is a very resource intensive activity and we started hearing from every bank that you know they're all reinventing or inventing their own wheel on something that they all need to comply with right it takes a lot of resources to interpret all of these regulatory requirements and then to produce um the appropriate reports and it's not just producing any report the cost of making a mistake uh in these cases is is huge and it's painful and you really don't want to make a mistake so so that's why we launched uh open rectech because we think that it is a, a really good use case and a really good opportunity for open source collaboration because 
it is non it's software that is non-competitive and um you know it's it's you can really leverage the power of the community to to develop it and to to move faster and to also to some extent standardize uh which um gets us to to the other side of the equation yeah yeah so, so exactly so so the value for regulators and the standardization um uh take us through that yeah so the the first thing that that we hear from regulators when we speak to them and, and you know we talk about open source that many of them are very excited about is that open source is transparent by default which in itself and we know this this is a a very ambitious goal but it can eventually lead to more efficient and effective supervision should we get to a point where regulation is you know issued in um, code form um, but another very important angle is that it participating and engaging with open source communities allows regulators to tap into the open source talent pool and to leverage software that has been developed by uh, the industry and you know is of the highest standard um, without having to hire those developers. So so that is another angle that we're looking at very closely and, and also discussing with um, regulators. And and we always say that our, our again our very ambitious uh, vision at Finos is to get to a point where regulators just issue um their regulations and requirements in code form uh, instead of you know text or pdf or um the, the current formats and we know it's super ambitious um but at the same time there are already some very interesting projects out there um around machine readable regulation um automated reporting so so it's an exciting space and and uh we think there's a lot of potential there it's cool um yeah and, and and it was it was interesting that for the first time in our history um of a fairly young foundation that when we did our open source strategy forum in uh both in london and new york last year uh we had regulators on stage as keynotes um and uh, uh so um so yeah, we're, we're traveling down that path and, and um, it might be ambitious, but, uh, uh, but I'm going to toot our own horn. We, we've done a lot in the past five years. Um, so I uh, see where it goes, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we actually spoke with, with uh, somebody at, at one regulators uh, innovation office this morning. And she, she was saying that we're moving slowly, but steadily. So nice. there, <laughs> there is progress and there, yeah, it's, it's yeah. exciting. We're excited. That's great. That's great. We won't tell you who that regulator is or what office they were in, um, uh, but uh, uh, who knows? You might see them on stage again. So, all right. Um, so, so let's move on to open source readiness, and and I'll tell you that open source readiness has has been close to um, my heart over the past couple of years, mainly because I I first started to work um, with open source readiness when it was a program that was transitioning into a project and now it's a sig um but but I, I started working on it on the the website the the microsite that we we're building for it at the time and, and so in order to build a website sometimes you have to understand you know the content <laughs> that that you're putting on there and how that content should should flow together with everything else 
Um, so I started to understand it. And, and again, it, it's, it's probably a little less technical, right. Um, compared to some of the other projects that we have. Um, but, um, but so, so maybe go back and, and give us a little bit more about what open source readiness is. And then, um, I think probably primarily for like sell side banks, um, you know, what type of value proposition would you see for that particular SIG? Yeah. Yeah. So open source readiness is really uh, no surprise. It's about getting you ready as a financial institution to safely consume and contribute to open source um, projects. And, and this is an initiative that is primarily targeted at um, financial institutions. And you may, our, our listeners may or may not uh, be familiar with the To Do Group, which is our sibling foundation within the Linux Foundation, which is focused on open source readiness. And I actually encourage anyone listening to check out their GitHub repository and materials that you have some, some really uh, useful and valuable content. And, and again, we're an open source foundation. So the last thing we want to do is to reinvent the wheel and to do something that has already been done or to produce duplicated materials. Right. So as much as possible, we, you know, we collaborate and we reuse um, existing open source readiness materials. But it's, it's important to keep in mind that financial services is a very particular industry. It's highly regulated. And it has a number of requirements and characteristics that really require a more tailored approach to open source readiness and to you know, address all of those uh, challenges that uh, financial institutions uh, encounter when they, when they want to engage in open source. So, um, so yeah, in terms of the value proposition of, of uh, OSR, as we call uh, open source readiness, it's really to get financial services uh, organizations ready to to consume um, and to contribute back to open source in a safe but also in a compliant uh, manner and and as a first step in this enablement uh, journey you you obviously need to know where you're standing right so you so you need to know where you're at right now and in in order to to know where the next step uh, needs to be taken so um, as a first part of this journey, we are focusing in the first half of this year on measurement and the different methods and, and tools um, that our community could use in order to assess where they are standing in terms of their open source readiness journey. And then uh, once we have that measurement and that you know, snapshot, we will be able to best support each one of them in whichever um, step of the journey they're they're in. Right, because all of our let's say all the sell side banks that are our members and and outside you know our non members as well that are that are banks, um, they are really all along this curve, right? As far as some some or they all consume. <laughs> let's yeah. put that out there they all consume whether whether you know that or not um but as far as contribution like there there's licensing uh that you have to go through there's you know contribution policies that you have to develop um and and you may have a a bank that you know has an ospo and an open source program office um that might be kind of higher 
not higher up, but but further along than a bank that is is just in the consumption area and and hasn't figured out how to not only contribute themselves but allow their developers to contribute not only to the the projects that that are important to them, but then even sometimes even outside of the organization as well to other open source projects. Um, yeah, yeah and, and and the beautiful thing about open source is that you don't need to be you know you don't need to have the perfect uh ospo set up in order to right. you know get value from your engagement in open source so at every different stage and no matter where you are there is a you know there is value for you there is um yeah there's value in in open source engagement so so that is a, a very um exciting part of of this uh, journey as well yeah definitely um all right, and then let's look at um, probably one of the um, kind of the hot topics in, in finance fintech. Um, really, this uh, this particular project um, with desktop interoperability, I always almost mess up that word every single time um, if I didn't already do that. Uh, like this is a hot topic and, and it's not, you know, not just for sell side banks, but buy side firms, fintechs, um, uh, you know, the entire ecosystem that we see within financial services and thus our FinOS ecosystem as well. Um, so, so tell me what desktop interoperability is all about, um, as far as you're concerned and, and why is it strategic to FinOS and, and what are the, what is the value to some of those, um, different segments, I guess I talked about yeah so yeah so desktop interrupt some some people call it even a movement um it's it's all about improving and making workflows more efficient uh improving the user experience for traders and enabling data sharing across applications and i always like to use examples and uh, i was reading this article a, a couple of weeks ago about and where they quoted an executive from a buy side firm uh, who shared at a conference that they had to sign into 27 different applications every day. Nice. Which, you know, as you can imagine, <laughs> if you could streamline any of those uh, logins or have, a, you know, a single sign on, at least for a bunch of those applications, it would really remove a lot of distraction and delays and just make things more efficient and allow uh, that executive in this in, in this example to you know more efficiently use their time. So so yeah, for anyone who's uh, new to Finos, we host the FDC3 project, which is a um, desktop interoperability standard. And we've seen a really significant uptick in activity and, and in participation in FTC3 meetings and discussions over the past couple of years. And, and the, the exciting thing is that it's not just one um, segment of the industry that is interested in this, but it's all around. It's banks, it's fintech vendors, and more recently also buy site firms. And the reason for it is that this addresses a real pain point and it's a pain point that can i mean there are probably different ways to tackle it but um certainly open collaboration and standardization is is one of them and that is what the industry seems to be going for 
And, and yeah, I, I think that projects and initiatives like this one really showcase and actually epitomize the, the value of open collaboration and standards. So that is why we are uh, putting a lot of energy into this initiative this year as well. Cool. Yeah. And, and um, I know that uh, for FTC3 in particular, um, there are some larger changes coming up uh, around the corner from when we're recording this podcast. So um, uh, we'll point to that uh, when that does happen. Um, but, you know, I guess let's, you know, thank you for going through the three of those and, and kind of the value to, to different um, uh, sections of our community. Um, so, so what are the next steps? If somebody wants to get involved with any of these three initiatives, um, what should they be doing? Yeah, so the, the one thing I wanted to make clear is that the initiatives are how we internally at Finos organize a set of different activities, both internal and external. Um, but what all of these initiatives have in common is that there is an underlying, or not underlying, but a, a, a project or a special interest group that is kind of the venue or the 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 um yeah like the the meeting point for the community around these topics so for open reg tech that would be our reg innovation special interest group or reg sig which is uh led by um ian hollowbread from ing and david eric from the alliance for innovative regulation and the open reg tech sig meets every the first on the first tuesday of every month at 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. UK time. For open source readiness, uh, we also have a SIG, a special interest group that is uh, co-led by VM Brassor from Wipro and Peter Smolovich of Morgan Stanley. And this group meets on the first Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK. And FTC3, as, as I was saying, there's been a, a lot of activity over the past year. So they have multiple meetings. They have different discussion groups. They have their monthly standard working group meeting. So I would encourage um, anyone interested in, in FTC3 to check out the Finos community calendar, which lists all of our meetings, project and special interest group meetings. and if you have any questions or if you cannot find what you're looking for, just send us an email to help at finos.org. Um, again, the information is out there on the Finos calendar, but if you would prefer receiving an invite to any of these meetings, just reach out and, and we'll be in touch and we'll be happy to um, support you and help you in navigating the community. Yeah, I was looking at um, our our community calendar for the past month. And there was an FTC three meeting every single week. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, a lot going around along uh, with FTC three right now. Um, and, and not only to help at finos.org, um, but you know, you can, you can sign up for more information on our site. We do have uh, something called this week at finos that goes out uh, every single Monday um, that, that actually spells out exactly when our meetings are. That's also posted on our website as well at fenos.org. Um, Atana, thank you for uh, spending spending some time coming to you know 
my uh my um my home away from home within podcast land um it, it, it's it's fun to have guests over thank you so much chris i i really enjoyed this and i i hope you'll consider me uh soon oh yes 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 yeah you you are always invited back to this to this channel so um uh, i appreciate that um so so uh i just want to say uh, in closing you know thanks again um for uh, everybody listening whether whether you were currently working out right now or driving or walking okay. your dog or if you walk your cat that's cool too we tried it once it wasn't it didn't work um and uh, uh get involved with this community um it, it is continuing to grow we've seen um exponential growth over the past uh, couple of years uh, going into this year and um, uh, find us at finos.org, uh, find us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, uh, you know, like I said, uh, find out, uh, sign up for updates from our newsletter or for this week at Finos. Um, we have Slack channels that uh, for the community that you can get involved with too. Um, so there are many different ways that you can find out about what's happening on a uh, weekly and daily basis at Finos. Um, and I believe with that, again, thank you, Aitana, um, and good day, good night, wherever you are.